In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope. Bring your pole, oil, and rope. And try not to go down in a heap. Hey everyone, welcome back to Down in a Heap podcast. I'm your host Rob, broadcasting to you again from beautiful northeast Minneapolis. Doing a lot of these podcasts lately. I don't know if the I'm I'm talking to keep from having my brain freeze solid or what. It's uh, 23 below again this morning. It's actually supposed to get up to 2 below um, and maybe even get above zero tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, Mary's car stalled out in her work parking lot. So I have to give her a ride to work today. And we're playing the Whispered Tales of Gore campaign tonight. Keith is running the game tonight. And I'm just here down in the rumpus room packing up my game bag and one thing I I really like about playing something like BX is you don't need to pack much you pack light there's you don't have uh, some heavy hardcover books and stuff Uh, and especially as a DM boy would there's times when I have basically a duffel bag full of hardcover books and scenarios and dungeon tiles and all this stuff and back when I was DMing 5e it felt like that bag was about 60 pounds and uh, now not so much I I love it so I did a couple podcasts yesterday and one of them was uh, kind of an impromptu rant Um, I hope I didn't cross the line with anyone I did get a reply from Jeremy a.k.a. Froth from the Thought Eater podcast, so let's see what Jeremy has to say. Hey, man, my Anchor app, it's Froth, uh, my Anchor app keeps bugging out, so it's my third time trying to send this, but hopefully it goes through this time, but just want to say, man, it was one hell of a listen. When you say that you're going off script, and I noticed to pay attention because that was that was something to listen to there. You know, I don't agree 100% with everything he said. I agree with a lot of it, but all disagreements or whatever aside, that was just something to listen to. Powerful even. Really enjoyed it. Lots to think about from that. Wanted to compliment you on it. Great stuff. Thanks, Froth. I I appreciate it. I'm glad it was, uh, I don't know, thought-provoking or something that was interesting at least to listen to. Sometimes I think the things I put up are probably... Um, redundant and something ground that's been uh, traveled over by many other podcasters and I, I think it's really hard to come up with something original I'm, I don't think I'll do it very often and I don't even know if my takes that I had on that were all that original I don't think I probably articulated myself well um, like I said it was just completely off the cuff most of my podcasting is completely off the cuff and uh, hmm. <laughs> where to go? So I think one of the things that I was trying to push back a- against a little bit is just 
yeah, the whole idea that it seems like expectations for, for GMs keep getting raised um, and players somehow are off the hook and the DMs just expected to constantly cater to the players' whims and desires and I don't know, is it, be, is it returning more to the, to the child's game of make-believe and wish fulfillment that role-playing games kind of intersected with wargaming to create role-playing games? Um, you know, the whole idea of, like, let's pretend and codify the rules of let's pretend. And I don't know if I'm making any more sense than I did yesterday. Um, but I, I do feel like there's a lot of the terms and ideas that are bandied around on podcasts and on uh, gamer blogs and, and Discord and forums and whatever are becoming terminology in the game. So you see things like, a good example of that is the whole sandbox and railroad thing. And railroads become a very pejorative term. Um, almost You almost never hear it in any kind of positive light. Dice fudging is another thing. Things that I was talking about yesterday in the, with the OSAR survey. But I also feel like things like that are starting to be creep in with, with yes and, and empowering your players and um, player agency. That's a big one. And I don't think anyone wants to make a game that's basically like a, you know, you're a frustrated novelist as a GM and you're just the puppet master telling the players what to do and controlling them and stuff. I think every game I've played in, the players had agency. And maybe that's part of the, the issue is I don't see these games that are almost alluded to where the where the DM is horrible and and uh, and asked to do that. So so again, this is all my point of view. I don't expect anyone to agree with it 100 percent or uh, or even 50 percent. I mean, it's just what I see, what I in relation to the experiences I've had. And yeah, some DMs are better than others, but I've I've never really had anyone that wanted to just lay the tracks down for the for the players and you didn't have any choice in the matter um, but it seems like some of these ideas about uh, creating safe places and creating places where it's okay to be creative and to voice your ideas and stuff well you know, every game table I've been involved with has pretty much been like that so I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going anywhere with this. I'm probably digging myself a bigger hole. Uh, it just seems a little bit redundant, but at the same time, filling DMs with apprehension about their own style. And, and am I doing this? Am I am I somehow stifling the creativity of the players? Am I somehow taking away their agency? Am I not reading the table? Um, it just 
creates, I think some of these things create doubt in the heads of, of DMs and, and lead to this anxiety and potential burnout. And I don't like to see that happen. And it almost feels like it's advice for more advice on GMing for strangers, like at a convention or GMing for kids or something. But in most cases, I'm playing with adults or at the, the very, very youngest, a, a teenager or something. And, uh, and they don't, they shouldn't have any problem just speaking up and, and playing the game. I mean, that they came to play the game, so I don't know why the DM needs to encourage them to play. Um, that should be on them to, to, uh, yeah, motivate themselves and stuff. I had things to talk about, and I feel like I'm forgetting so much of it, but the idea of balance came to me when I was coming up with the, a description of the, the episode and how I think it might be that's the type of balance I'd like to hear more talk about is, you know, the balance between DM and player and how that interplay happens and how both sides should be involved in making a great game. The DM has usually enough to worry about with juggling a lot of monsters and NPCs and various things happening behind the scenes and adjudicating the rules and without having to worry about making eye contact with each of the players and oh are they really are they into it what what can I do they haven't said anything for a few minutes should I somehow come up with something that only their player can or only their character can do or uh, give them that spotlight moment and I do have those things cross my mind once in a while and you know I think most GMs probably do and that's all part of the being at the same table too I don't play online and I think it would be a lot harder to get a feel for how people are reacting to things and stuff when you maybe don't see their faces and um, it just don't I'm, I'm guessing you wouldn't have the same feel but uh, the other thing I wanted to dispel is I probably sounded like I've got a, a crew of horrible players and I was just bitching about all the crappy players I have and that's not the case I've for the most part I have good players and a lot of them especially are also uh, DMs and I think people that do both tend to be better at both of those crafts I think if you DM you get a pre an appreciation for what challenges you face when you're in that role so as a player you understand that and aren't as demanding and and try to help out and speak up and make it easier on the DM and if you're a DM that also plays you know what it's like to be the player and you try and make a game that's fun for you as a player um, just as, a, a, as an example Bill often goes above and beyond he's uh, a scale modeler his wife is really into crafts, so they have all kinds of really cool gadgets like laminators and 
punches for making like spiral binding things and uh, he's got a boatload of tools and paints and all these things and he printed out a ton of tokens uh, for monsters and various NPCs and characters whatnot and punched them out in a, to a circle and used some kind of epoxy envelope to make a little like almost like rubber cement button with uh, with the image in there. He helped me with my my fantasy heartbreaker, Halberds and Henchmen. He helped get me started on the layout of that. Um, and then when when it was more or less done with like a first first rough draft, we got together. I bought some really cool heavy-duty parchment paper. We printed it out on at his house and then spiral-bound it and had uh, a cool, like, clear plastic overlay on the front, so... Uh, and then a, a black one on the back, so we had these cool rule books to hand out to all the all the players. Um, he's done a laminated like G, uh, GM screen for um, all the people that DM that has lots of cool little ideas and tables and stuff on it. He designed character sheets, um, probably a, oh for for a Christmas present even like. He had the halberds, that halberds and henchmen rules. He he bought me a or had it uh, bound into a hardcover book, and uh, he and I have copies, um, and that's really cool. And you know, other players do things like that too. They'll write like a session report write up, or maybe try to start a conversation about, hey, what are we going to do next session? How are we going to play this? How? Uh, having maybe some kind of personal character interlude or something. So a lot of my players are really good players, and I'm probably projecting more as far as, like, trying to see, like, what, what are bad players like? And, and I mean, I have, I have experience with them, obviously. Everyone has crossed paths probably with some really, you know, personalities that are really hard to deal with at the table or just irritating people, disruptive people, jerks. And uh, you, you face that in any walk of life, any hobby, any activity that you do, unfortunately, you run across jerks and people that are, are hard to deal with. So this was just basically a quick, well, probably not so quick episode where I was trying, I'm trying to kind of elaborate on some of the points I was making in my my little uh, impromptu rant and hopefully it comes across in the spirit it was intended and not as just me saying you're all wrong I'm right um, we can't do this anymore or whatever it's uh, it's a big tent there's room for plenty of voices under it I just think we should all consider um, the ramifications of what we're, the advice we're giving, and um, are we creating unrealistic expectations? That's something, too, with some of these actual plays done by professionals, like uh, uh, Critical Role and all that, that uh, it, it's good for the game at some on some level, and having all these people start in the hobby because of it, 
but is it also creating a, a false expectation of what it's going to be like because not every table is full of professional voice actors um, <laughs> with all these great production values and yeah it's it's not a spectator sport in general it's fun to be at the table but in general actual plays are probably pretty damn boring to watch or listen to um, unless you're in on the in on the fun in that case it's lots of fun so off to work hopefully my car will start and looking forward to some warmer weather hope you're all doing well thanks for listening and don't go down in a heap